0: You have reached the voicemail box of... Speed Dial with Ira Madison III and Doreen St. Felix. This week, we do a rundown of the VMA's best and worst looks with culture writer Natasha Nianen. After that, we have a feedback question about what to do when Beyonce literally kills you. Then we talk about Anthony Weiner's latest sexting scandal. And finally, we read all of you crazy white people who have been getting on Colin Kaepernick for protesting the national anthem. Thanks for listening.
1: And so we are here with Natasha Nienan, Um and she is the most amazing writer, most yes. fabulous person you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> uh, she is a arts and culture writer, and she is also the host of this amazing blog and web series called The Ecstatic Flash. Um, it's all about travel and fashion and food and... I mean, honestly, if you, like, follow this girl on Instagram, like, you will get a fashion show every day. So we had to have her come in and talk about the fashion at the Video Music Awards.
0: Exactly. Natasha wasn't at the VMAs, but is currently dressed better than anybody else <laughs> who was there. Anybody.
1: Right? It's a Blue Ivy.
0: Yeah. But Except Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy's on a different plane, so that's okay. Who did we love? Who did we just stand, love, all the way down? I can't wait to hear this, I
2: No,
1: I fucking loved Cassie.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Cassie was serving.
2: Did she have on gold trousers? Yeah, Gold trousers, and and I think she had on a Balma um, blazer. I saw it this morning on Instagram. Yes. Yes. That's Cassie.
1: Cassie is, um, she had that, you know, 2005 bop that... um, Ah, thank you. It's me and you now. Right, okay. I've been been waiting. Waiting.
2: Think I want to make make that move
1: now. Okay, we can't clear any more than that song. (laughs) That's about it. That is enough.
2: (laughs) Done. We cannot (laughs) pay
1: Diddy (laughs) any money.
2: (laughs) I, Diddy if, dirty if, money.
1: If if Diddy was still on the MTV <laughs> payroll, maybe we could use his music for free. <laughs> but probably not. He sent us to Brooklyn to get him cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you like that look, Ira? I love that look. She gave me like
2: she looked Marvel
1: like, comics, yes. like a suicide squad that mm-hmm. I wanna see.
2: Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I wish the proportions were a little bit different. I wish that. I wish the trousers were a little bit looser. I wish the jacket were a little bit longer. Um, but I, I applaud the, the concept and the, the the idea. It
0: was very futurist. Yeah.
1: It's just, you know, it, it, I feel like it was just like a warning shot that
2: yeah.
0: Cassie is back. Yeah. And Although that's not substantively true.
1: <laughs> true. She's not releasing any new music. So no. she's not really back.
0: I mean, she's maybe uh. back together with. Diddy, yeah, Puff Daddy—that's his name. So right she's now. just
1: out and about on a red carpet, yeah, with no single. So she's Rita Ora.
0: <laughs> Rita Ora. I think that our uh, our guest Natasha may not agree
2: with I I Harris's idea you know, of Rita. Well, again, I'm not I'm not particularly familiar with her music. She's stunning. She's a beautiful woman. Um, yesterday, giving I
1: you she, that Kosovo realness.
2: <laughs> yesterday, I think she had on. Uh, I believe she had on Marc Jacobs um, mm-hmm. and she was channeling the punk era it was fine it wasn't I mean she wore exactly she wore it exactly as it was presented on the runway so it wasn't particularly inventive mm-hmm. but um, but the individual pieces I really liked the jacket the jacket was quite nice um, I liked her hair too yeah and I enjoy the little pop of red in the feathers at the bottom the hair was nice the makeup is, was, was stunning she's
1: been doing a feather thing lately like you remember because she's a bird
2: Speaking of feathers and see-throughness, so we, we have to talk about Beyonce's trifecta of looks.
1: You know, Beyonce looked like the queen of whatever jungle Shailene Woodley lives in. Oh, mon dieu. <laughs> <laughs> um, she looked like the queen of that forest. Um, it was like very, you know, regal, fern gully, Lord of the Rings, mm. what have you. Right. Um, I like the concept
0: Because the concept was also, it's an extension of the Formation Lemonade
2: universe. We're talking about. Are we talking about the the, all three of these looks? Are we talking about the first one that she the The first one the the
1: red the white carpet the white carpet look? Yeah, Yeah.
2: and I think it could it could extend to
0: to all of her outfits too. But what do you think, Natasha?
2: Um, so at the risk of waking up to a beehive and a bunch of lemons buzz, at my buzz. door, <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I think that I found, I find Beyonce's style to be so one note um, that it's hard to find it interesting anymore because her, her sort of triumvirate of, of, of things is shiny, see-through and tight. And it would be nice to see her do something a little bit different, I think. Um, the dress, the, the, the white carpet dress, which is by Francesco um, really, I mean, it, very interesting in its proportions and its uh, sort of exaggerated nature. I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to, to sort of um, feel like she was giving us this Alexander Poe, uh, Kind of beauty, but I just I couldn't get into it because again I think it's it's very of course for Beyonce and even worse was the was the Elisa number that she wore when she was picking up the award it was so tight and just overwrought I mean I just I just can't get into it and I think I mean she's obviously stunning she's a, she's a brilliant performer that what she did on stage yesterday was incredible I'm still shocked it was, shook. It yeah. was like. Pina Bausch meets futuristic Ailey it was really stunning um, even on a TV screen it on, looked, it was right? Beautiful. can you imagine experiencing yeah. that in person it oh was, we can't no, well I can't <laughs> uh, and, but yeah but just style wise I just wish she would give us something a little bit more interesting
0: Blue killed it. Oh
2: yeah, she looked so lovely. Her little uh,
0: sneakers. She looked so
2: adorable. I love her. She also
0: looked so tired and completely uninterested in the pageantry of the VMAs. Well, as she should have
2: been. (laughs) She's she's like it's past my bedtime. She probably
1: yes. Um,
2: I mean, we have to talk about Rihanna now.
1: Yeah. Before we
2: talk about Rihanna, can we talk about Naomi Campbell's Pat McGrath lip? Oh, yes. Yes. Because that was so stunning. It was so beautiful. Like, it was dazzling, literally. Um, And I was quite quite proud of myself for recognizing the lip before I recognized anything else. I was like, that's Pat McGrath. And um, I think she had on Brandon Maxwell, who used to be Lady Gaga's stylist before he became a fashion designer. And he... um, he's quite interesting he does very sculptural design and sometimes it verges on being caricature That's sort of you know for me at least a little too cartoonish but then there are times when it's just really perfect as well and I thought that dress that Naomi Campbell had on was quite quite nice very simple but um, yeah I thought the length was so smart yes it was very smart very mm-hmm. smart um, because it made it less it just made it more interesting it made it less uh, um, what's the word matronly if mm-hmm. you will um, mm-hmm. yeah it was nice yeah
0: and Naomi actually introduced Rihanna as her sister. She did. And um, I think that was the third performance of the night that we got from Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And there were four. And she gave us a different look during each one. Right.
2: The first one was sort of that cotton candy universe thing, which was, uh, that was fun. That was nice. It was. Hood
0: it by was, air.
2: Hood by air. That's yes. right.
1: Katie probably told her to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was the pink performance that stuck with me. The the Mm -hmm. Ariana Grande one I didn't remember as much, but that was nice. I really enjoyed... I think it was her second performance where she did um, some of her songs over old dance hall rhythms.
1: That That was was beautiful. Yes. And I loved all the dancers. All of the
2: dancers. The bashment theme. Yeah, it was... That I was into because I like I was like Mr. Vegas. Yes, I'm here for this. <laughs> this I can I can I can I can hang with. Um, and then I do, I may have dozed off by the time the third one came around. I'm not sure because I only I only remember seeing two performances. Oh, this one where she had on the asymmetrical boots from um, uh, Vetma. That yeah, I, I like that look. See, this is a a bodysuit I can I can get behind because it's like it's a bodysuit and it's revealing, but it's it leaves something to the imagination. because It's a little looser on top, and then she has the asymmetrical boots that are just really avant-garde. I really like that. Do you think I could rock that look? I oh, think you, you would kill so, it. Why aren't you wearing it right now? I want some asymmetrical now. boots. Yeah, some too. asymmetrical Vetements boots at that point. <laughs>
1: <Yes. laughs> yes. uh, Vetements, if you want to send me <laughs> some
2: stuff. You need to uh, let them know your
1: size, I Yes. Uh, I am a size 12 and a half. What was Joanne the scammer wearing? She's she, wearing Mark she, she was wearing Marc Jacobs and Diane Von Furstenberg. Yes. Uh,
2: no, she's wearing Marc Jacobs and Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood. Okay, yes. yes. What? One of yes. those
1: queens. One, yes. of, You know, one of the one of regal the, ladies. Yes.
2: She was also giving us a little. Of punk in a different. So f- Listen, it was stunning. I
1: have been waiting for Joanne to get rid of that damn the fur wig. coat.
2: The fur coat, but it was so smart how yeah, she it used was f- it. It was no, she yeah. I it.
1: love how she repurposed yes. it. Yes, um, because it's I'm her like, signature. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you've had such a come up, girl. Like, yes. you know, but you got you got to change the wig. She got she uh, had this little sort she, of light. So it was a,
2: whimsical blowout.
1: I love the um dark, the dark the lip, lip. Yeah,
2: that was stunning. Oh, it was, and the pose and that the she pose gave on and the... Yes, and just the asymmetrical look with the, with the fur coat flung on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. She was serving.
0: Absolutely gorgeous.
1: Looked like a glamorous Caucasian woman.
2: Maybe, maybe <laughs>
0: one of the best looks of the night. Yeah,
2: oh, Honestly, yes. really, I think yeah. so. Hon- honestly, truly, mm-hmm. I do believe so. <laughs> <laughs> truly,
1: <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Joanne the Scammer had one of the best looks of the night. Of
2: the night,
0: she was (laughs) yes
2: yes (laughs) one of the best caucasian looks of the day yes yes yes
0: we're all caucasians today natasha thank you so much for coming to speak with us this morning my absolute pleasure for running down these looks you are a
2: well of knowledge like none i've ever seen
1: and where can we find you online
2: Um, My website is natashanyanin.com. My last name is spelt N-Y-A-N-I-N. My blog is The Ecstatic Flash. And on YouTube, you can search The Ecstatic Flash as well.
1: And now it's time for some feedback. This week's Caller had a question about the VMAs. Hi, I was calling to see if you had any advice on bringing a loved one back from the dead after Beyonce viciously took it during her performance at the VMAs on Sunday.
0: Thanks. Caller, there's nothing to be done. Beyonce killed us all.
1: I'm still dead, actually.
0: How's the afterlife? The water's really good in the Uh, afterlife. It tastes good.
1: It tastes um, like Pellegrino and Lacroix. <laughs> All of the beautiful sparkling water is in heaven. So you must actually hate it because I know you don't like sparkling water.
0: I don't, but if Beyonce told me to, I would.
1: You know Beyonce drinks sparkling water.
0: How, how do you know that? I'm a fact check you on. She
1: told. She told me once, actually. <laughs> We had brunch last week, I meant to tell you.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, thanks for inviting me. Seriously (laughs) though, that performance, first of all, it was a mini concert. It was over 15 minutes long and it featured a lot of new choreography that she hasn't even been doing on tour. So the fact that Beyonce had time to just craft a totally different vision of the Formation World Tour for the VMAs is just like... No one gets more professional than her. Like, she's just the height of that.
1: (laughs) I really thought she was going to do the whole album, too. (laughs) Like, she could (laughs) have kept going. And what will we have done to stop her? No one would have stopped her.
0: Exactly. As employees of MTV, I think we can very comfortably say that we would just let her continue and everything else would kind of just, you know, be canceled.
1: I mean, to be fair, I wasn't close enough to the venue to stop her, even if I wanted to. But (laughs) if I had been there, I would have been like that black woman at church who always tells the pastor, um, take your time. (laughs) And he says, I'm I'm gonna wrap this up right now. And she's always like, take your time, pastor. Beyoncé would have been like, "You know what? I'm not going to give him the whole album. I'm like, give me Sandcastles. Give me Forward."
0: <laughs> she did it on a Sunday too, so that's actually hella appropriate of an example.
1: It was church because I overslept and didn't go to church on Sunday, so I needed it. I would actually, just I don't I'm sorry. I don't go to church. That was a lie.
0: <laughs> I I uh, was going to call you out on that. <laughs> But, Caller, I would just say the best advice I can give to you is to sort of just watch that performance over and over again until the day that you do actually die.
1: Also, my advice is if you do not have tickets for the second leg of her tour, you really need to get them now. It's true. Because I am seeing her again on September 14th at Dodger Stadium. And if she does this new choreography, like, I'm shook
0: Go into debt if you need to. Your financial solvency is not as important as Beyonce's new choreography.
1: Fact. If your student loan officer calls you and asks you for money, you are legally allowed to say that you spent your money on Beyonce tickets. Yeah,
0: Obama passed this law um, this year. Many people don't know about it. It's a loophole.
1: And that's why we have to vote for Hillary because Trump wants to change that loophole. He wants to give people access to I don't know, Bruce Springsteen tickets. <laughs>
0: what? That's your white example, Ira. Who's I the Caucasian a Beyonce, singer? Bruce Springsteen? Springsteen.
1: Is it? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's Barbara Streisand.
0: No. Is it Adele? You leave Barbara out of that.
1: The white Beyonce is Beyonce. <laughs> if you would like advice from me or Doreen or to simply tell us how important Bruce Springsteen is to you, leave us a message at 424-354-9335. That number is 424 424-
0: 3549335 So, after the VMAs, well actually this happened during the VMAs, but I wasn't paying attention to it and I don't think you were either, Ira, but a certain photo sent by a certain man by the name of Wiener surfaced on the internet. He
1: he's a mess. Um if you can y'all don't know, Anthony Weiner is still sending dick pics, um, which is fine. Who doesn't? I sent one last week, but um, <laughs> I did not send one with my child sleeping next to me in bed and, like him.
0: And you're also not married to someone that you've embarrassed in the past with also sending dick pics.
1: With two other high profile texting scandals.
0: I just I'm almost like Anthony Weiner has to have a problem, you know? Like he seems to be addicted to the reaction that people have when like this every time one of these like texting scandals come up, it's it's like he's actually crazy.
1: His problem is being a white man. Uh, um he gets away with so much shit. Like The people who keep, like, forgiving him and, you know, helping him um, weather all these scandals. Like, Huma, she, you know, has been with him up until now. And then there's also his campaign manager, who we see in the documentary, Wiener, um, who was also put through the ringer.
0: Even if he wants to ruin his life and he wants to ruin his political career, like he's already done that already. But it almost seems like he has a vendetta against Huma for all her success, because it's like, how could you possibly do something like this around when like Huma's job couldn't be more important than it is right now? You know, she's Clinton's top aide. Clinton is running to be the next president of the United States against a flaming ball of fire. And you are like you're compromising her every step of the way. And now everybody's talking about this scandal instead of, you know, like, talking about the Clinton campaign.
1: Which is crazy because this is actually, like, this isn't even a third one. I think this is, like, the fourth one. Because didn't he have a scandal, I can't even like, like keep three up weeks with them. Ago? He I feel like he had one three weeks ago. <laughs> and on Twitter, I was like, you know, I felt like that one was, like, not that important i was like okay so he's sexting people um which is fine because like i assume that they had some sort of like arrangement or something you know like an open marriage or because you know he's thought you know so oh, like she was like i don't have time for this shit i'm trying to like have tea with hillary clinton bye um but this is like To be upset at this one is not, you know, being non sex positive and it's not sex shaming. Like, are people saying pictures of his dick next to? I mean, before I felt like sometimes it was, you Mm -hmm. know, I felt Mm -hmm. like people got off on, like, you know, him, the fact that he was just like sexting someone, you know, it's like people do that all the time, you know, and. I really sort of resent it like the people who seem to want to make a few bucks by texting Anthony Weiner and like sharing those photos. Uh-huh. But I also will say how does he still think that people aren't about to share his pictures?
0: Exactly. But, I mean, I think that's the difference, though, with Wiener is that he actually does, he is courting this controversy. I think he's an exhibitionist. I don't even think this man should be in custody of his child. The fact that he had his kid in a photo that he was sending to whoever he was sexting with, to me, is, like, absolutely repulsive. And I don't think Anthony Wiener should be near his kid.
1: Yeah, um... I agree, but also, can I say that, like, if someone did send me, like, that picture and their kid was in it, I would probably still sleep with them.
0: <laughs> I mean... I'm just saying. Like, if someone looked you know, like Anthony Weiner, what are you saying, Ira? There's so many things to, <laughs> to unpack listen, here.
1: Listen, if... if If Idris Elba starts sending me, like, dick pics, but his child is in the background of a photo, I'm still doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that this kind of proves that Clinton is not as shady as people on Mm -hmm. the right try and pretend that she is, because if I were Hillary Clinton, um, Anthony Weiner would have been dead five years ago. (laughs) Speaking of people who are doing the most, um, a lot of people have some crazy shit to say about Colin Kaepernick um, sitting down during the national anthem. Um, Colin Kaepernick is the quarterback for the 49ers, and he recently sat down during the song because he wanted to protest um, police brutality and the killing of black people uh, across America. And everybody has come out of the woodwork with an opinion this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, two things. First, the national anthem is a bad song and the flag is ugly.
1: Super ugly.
0: <laughs> I just want to like get that out there. This is not an opinion. This is an objective fat- fact. Secondly... I find it so ironic that people are painting Copernic to be this villain during the same season that everybody was painting Muhammad Ali as a hero. When Muhammad Ali was standing up against the Vietnam War, was standing up against racism in America, was declaring himself a Muslim, he wasn't met with praise. He was reviled in many of the ways that Copernic is right now, but you know, after 50 years pass and these white people want to make themselves feel progressive, they end up making Muhammad Ali this, you know, symbol of like true American patriotism. And so to me, it's just like, can't you see that's exactly the tradition that Copernic is following by choosing to protest, you know, s- some of the most egregious instances of police brutality this country has seen?
1: Yeah, it's... um it's sort of like what we always do we sort of remix what people have done um and make it um sort of palatable for whatever's going on now because like it seems almost like people love to say that they protested vietnam now you know Mm -hmm. whereas you got dragged for doing that back then yeah um People are always jumping out, like even Donald Trump is jumping out of the woodwork to be like, uh, you know, I didn't support the Iraq war and this and that, whereas fucking Dixie chicks who came out against Bush and the (laughs) Iraq war uh, got their career bodied.
0: The hypocrisy, it's so thick and it stinks. And I think... What people forget about organizations like the NFL and American sports just in general, they act like they want to act like they're not political, right? They're just like purely American pastimes that everybody is supposed to enjoy when the NFL is run by some of the most like racist white men to exist in America since slave traders. They're kind of like slave traders. They're selling, you know, and trading these black male athletes back and forth. And yeah, these athletes are getting a lot of money, but it's nothing. It's a fraction compared to how much, you know, the administrators of that organization get. And so I think it's just, it really smacks of respectability politics in the sense like oh like Colin we pay you to play we don't pay you to speak we don't pay you to protest we don't pay you to be an actual person
1: it's like even his mom um Colin kaepernick was adopted yes um and he was adopted by white people right
0: yes he was adopted into a white family
1: i mean he was adopted Um, into a white family. He is biracial. He is a white mom and a black father biologically. But his white family that he was raised by seems to have instilled him with some better values and inclination towards social justice than his white biological mother would have because she hopped her ass on Twitter and was like, what you're doing, Colin, is shameful.
0: The audacity to do so. You didn't raise this child and I'm not going to knock her for giving up her kid for adoption because women should be allowed to do whatever they want in that case. But then don't try and come back and then be a mother now. Like you're trying to like shame him publicly like who are you? That's why he doesn't want to have a relationship with you. And I just feel like thank god Colin was raised by his adoptive white family and not his biological one.
1: And he would probably be out here doing some of the same stupid shit that the rest of these NFL players are doing. Like Tiki like Barber. Their, what
0: did Tiki Barber do again? Tiki Barber was married to a woman. She was pregnant. Oh, that's right. He left her Eight for his pregnant. yeah, for the white babysitter. So now he has a wife, Mm -hmm. W H I F E, wife.
1: Tiki Barber also had something to say about Colin Kaepernick this week, too.
0: Yes, he did. He wasn't the only black NFL player to have something to say about him. A number of them kind of spoke out and, you know, and they were like spewing all lives matter bullshit. And it's just like, you guys want to like coon around. And when somebody comes who challenges your comfort, they get really defensive. And to me, like I've come to expect responses from white people that are, you know, ill informed about social justice. But when I see black men doing that dance, it it absolutely infuriates me because this man is your brother both in race and also in this industry y'all should have come around him like you should have corralled around him because he did a peaceful protest nothing that he did was even disrespectful in my opinion and you, you just look you look brainwashed when you you know speak out against him in that way
1: right because america is so obsessed with this idea of like empty gestures that somehow connotate whether or not you support america Mm -hmm. like standing up during this national anthem um constantly talking about the military and our troops that have fought for our rights um, even though America historically doesn't give a fuck about our troops. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: not at all. Like,
1: how about you worry about the troops once they come home instead of using them in your arguments about why Colin should have stood up during the national anthem, which we have already said is a horrible ass song.
0: What is a rampart? It doesn't. Somebody explain that to me. It's not sense. a real fucking thing.
1: Doesn't it like pose a rhetorical question about like whether or not the flag is still there like go fucking check. Francis Scott Key. Name another song by Francis Scott Key.
0: None. Francis Scott Key doesn't have the range.
1: Besides Bees in the Trap. That was a really good song. <laughs>
2: This episode of Speed Dial was produced by Kasia Mihailović, Michael Katano, and Mukta Mohan for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV Podcasts. Subscribe to Speed Dial and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.